There's not a place I'd rather be right now. I have a burden on my heart. There's uh, a lot of things in this life that can uh, slow you down or get you to try to get off course. And there's uh, people all around the world who are going through terrible conditions. Uh, I don't have any particular report in mind, but there's churches that have been burnt to the ground. Uh And people who are being thrown into jail and murdered and persecuted and losing their jobs because of Christ. And yet they don't give up. Mm -hmm. What would cause someone undergoing these kind of circumstances not to give up? In Hebrews, in chapter 11, Mm -hmm. it talks about those great heroes of the faith. And it talks about, uh, starting in Hebrews 11, verse 33, Mm -hmm. talking about those people who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, Obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Think of these things right here. Others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Mm. What would cause somebody to put up with being tortured Mm. or wandering around not having clothes and food, living in a cave in the ground, it's because they had a hope of a resurrection Amen. and they had a hope of eternal life. That's, right. That's the only thing that would keep people going in that condition. And in Titus chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, yeah. mm-hmm. which is committed to me according to the commandment of God our Savior. And I want to tell you about that eternal life. That's the hope of eternal life that these people yeah. put up with all these things. Yeah. People today. Now, if you know mm-hmm. that you have eternal life and there's a promise of it mm-hmm. and an inheritance yeah. Yeah. that you're going to get, Amen. that would allow you to put up with anything. Yes, amen. And so I encourage you all to, to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I want to pray and then open up the Scriptures more. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for letting us be here today. And I pray that we will have a better understanding of this and a, this eternal life that you give to us through Christ. 
And Lord, we want to understand this and we want to hang on to that promise of eternal life which you gave to us. And I pray that you'll bless our meeting and that we'll be encouraged and we'll be able to be an encouragement to other people. And thank you for the, the hope that we have in Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So in uh, Matthew chapter uh, 19, starting verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what thing shall I do? that I may have eternal life. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, Which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt live, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? So, I'll stop right here. Apparently, he didn't have a hope of eternal life, and yet he was keeping all the commandments. Now, in the Old Testament, and it says that if you do these things, you will live. But apparently, he didn't know that he had eternal life, and he'd been doing all these things. Okay, here's, here's the answer. Verse 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that, saying, He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And there's parallel passages in uh, Mark and Luke, and there's more details. But this is not a parable, it's a true story of the rich young ruler who came, and he went away, Sad, because he wasn't willing to give up yeah. what he had in order to have eternal life. Mm-hmm. So, question, what do you have to do to get eternal life? Mm-hmm. If that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a, just, a, just a question. Mm-hmm. It, he gives the answer. Sell all that you have and give to the poor. I believe that's because that's what he wanted more than anything. He wanted, he, he wanted God. He wanted to keep the commandments, but yeah. he, he trusted in his wealth. That's right, yes. Brother Robert. Yeah. You know, it, it, Jesus will bring things to a point where you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And what you love the most is what most people defer to. What do you, he thought in his, in his mind, he thought he loved God the most. But, but this shows you that if, for him, eternal life wasn't worth giving up everything. I mean, he, no. he wanted it like, a, you know, like a, as it appears as though he had, he, had, he had served God to some extent, 
But at the same time, there was something faulty about that service because he hadn't put God first. Otherwise, this would have been this would have been doable for him. But see, he doesn't tell everybody uh, give up everything you have, give up all your riches or whatever. See, it, it, like you, I think you're exactly right. Jesus hit on the thing that he had the most trouble with. That's right. His riches. Yeah, yeah he did. He didn't say this to Joseph of Arimathea. That's he right. was a rich man. Mm-hmm. No. But he, that's right. He, Jesus knew the thing that was, that he loved most. Yeah. Being rich is, uh, people work hard. They save money. Yeah. You can be rich. Your riches it, are a liability. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you... But they can be. They can be, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. can be sinful. That's, been very, they have a strong appeal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much. So in this culture, with uh, seeing what people have mm-hmm. and seeing advertisements yeah. and just going to the store and saying, well, <laughs> that looks better than what I have. I'd rather have that. And so then well, this starts the whole cycle... Yeah. Sister June. Yeah. Now, this is this is one of the areas that uh, seem as though it couldn't be dangerous mm-hmm. to hold a view on, mm-hmm. but it can be if you don't hold it in view of the rest of Scripture. Mm-hmm. It'll make you unwise in your decisions about your money if you don't hold it, like covetousness. Mm-hmm. You, you've got. We've got to be able to examine ourselves whether or not what we're doing is engaging in covetousness, mm-hmm. and whether we're clean of that, or whether we're being good stewards of what God has put in our hands. Mm-hmm. Whether we're neglecting, like there are people who have a problem with tithing, and I tell them it's not even my money, and God lets me keep ninety percent of it mm-hmm. if you know. If I want to give above the tithe, there's nothing against that. But the tithe belongs to the Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. If we don't honor God with everything that we are and everything we have, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. Now, God can give uh, the goods of this earth to some people, and they'll be commended mm-hmm. in the day of judgment yeah. mm-hmm. for their exercise of them. See, we've got to think the long view there, too. Am I going to be able to give an account with joy for what I'm doing now yeah. with, God, with what God yes. has put in my yes. hands? Brother Given. Yeah, you notice that Jesus didn't quote from the first tables. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And he didn't mention covetousness. Uh-huh. He just mentioned evidently what he knew this man had confidence he'd been doing. But he didn't mention covetousness and he didn't mention any of the ones uh-huh. because the first tables. Right, I, idolatry. If yeah. he he was if he was trusting in his riches, then that would be yeah. Yeah. idolatry. Mm-hmm. And also notice that Jesus Jesus didn't back down from what he said. I mean, as far as it, it, what he said was absolutely true. He says, "A rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of God." Now his disciples didn't say, "Well, you know that that they believed that yeah. to the point they said, "Well, then who can be saved?" Yeah, they believed nobody could be saved if that was yeah. So I mean, they suspected it anyway. Yeah. So, now, just as a point of clarification, mm-hmm. what I said was from the perspective of what we know now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes, Brother Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the it's the love of money, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's the problem. That's right. that's right. The root of all evil. Amen. And, and 
brings temptation. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this young man, uh, he loved his money more than he loved God. That's yeah. the point. Yes. It's not that he, yeah. mm -hmm. Amen. Let me tell you, this Bible study has taken a turn that I didn't anticipate. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. But other. But there was another man that loved money more than God. His yeah. name was Judas. That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's some people that say that money is neutral. Mm -mm. But uh -huh. if it'll keep you out of heaven, it can't be neutral. Uh -huh. Nothing from the earth is neutral. Amen. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I would, uh, brought to my mind in First Timothy. Mm -hmm. I would uh, like to read First Timothy chapter... Six, verse seventeen through nineteen, and it does actually does apply to this. And I think, well, I'm not rich. In any other country of the world, I would be considered a rich person. That's right. Yeah. So rich is a perspective. That's right. I have more than one suit of clothes in my. I have shirts and pants and coats, and I have several pairs of shoes. I have a refrigerator to keep my food cold yeah. and a stove to cook it on. And I have a, a house with air conditioning and central heat and air and running water, hot running water, and a car to drive around in. And in most of the world, that's stuff that they don't have. Yeah. Public, maybe people listening here don't have these things. So in, in any other culture of the world, I would be very rich. Yeah. So in that perspective, let me read this. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world mm -hmm. that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, mm -hmm. that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to dis distribute, yes. willing to communicate. Mm -hmm. So the word communicate isn't talking back and forth. It's sharing what they have with those who need it. Right. Communicate. Verse 19, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. So this does have an application to eternal life. Yes. What you do with the, what you've been given. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 19. Now on that, on that God gives some people an excess mm -hmm. so that they can distribute it. Uh -huh. he, he doesn't like make everybody have just sufficient Everyone has sufficient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is how it works. Right. He's arranged it so that you have to, in the end, you, everyone has to trust God. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Sister June. There's a, um, it's been around for a long time, but this matter of uh, socialism, everyone being equal, mm -hmm. that that is never achievable in the earth. What it does is it makes everybody lazy mm -hmm. because they're willing to let the others yeah. be the ones that put it in mm -hmm. and then be the one that take it out. Mm -hmm. So why should they knock themselves out? This matter how the kingdom is set up now. Everyone does get what they need, but it's done according to wisdom mm -hmm. yeah. so that everybody, yeah. God, God determines this. He knows what we need. Sometimes we need to be in need mm -hmm. because it'll, it, it, if if we are uh, have faith Godward, we are going to seek His face for the things that are necessary. And if we have faith Godward, we're going to be willing to distribute, realizing 
that mm -hmm. that we didn't get it of our own. Yeah. God has given us the power to have wealth, yeah. and it's His. Amen. So it it actually strengthens the brethren back mm -hmm. and forth, and mm -hmm. you'll find yourself in both of those conditions under a person's lifetime. They will find, to some extent, both of those conditions, yeah. both both uh, prosperity and mm -hmm. want. Yeah. But in both, we have to be found faithful. That's right. Now, remember Amen. there in Hebrews, it says, having food and raiment, be content. That's right. Yes, yeah. the genuine word. Yeah. So and we this... have more, and praise God for it, than yes. God, and use it. Mm -hmm. Having food and raiment, be content, for God has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's right. This has a bearing on eternal life. That's, That's right. right. Amen. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 19. Let me finish this. This all applies. Mm -hmm. Now we have the rich young ruler who had many riches, and he kept the uh, commandments. Well, apparently, the covenant, uh, the one on covetousness, Jesus didn't mention that, and it's uh, an idolatry. And so the disciples heard, verse 25, the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? Yeah. Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Yeah, exactly. So this man was not willing to forsake all that he had yes. and leave Jesus. Amen. But here's what Peter said, <laughs> verse 27, Then said Peter, answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Yeah. And verse 28, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. And verse 29, And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or ch wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, mm -hmm. shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be called last, and the last shall be called first. Mm -hmm. now, the, Another one of the other devils, so they'll inherit more in this life. Yeah, uh-huh. If they forsake, they'll inherit more in this life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And there's a parallel... Inherit, not work and get it. Inherit. Yeah, yeah. In uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 29 to 30, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now, now. in this time. Amen. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, with persecutions. and in the world to come eternal life. Yes. So these passages are talking about the same incident, but written, and each one is an accurate representation yeah. of what happened. Amen. That's right. You know, some of the traveling widows that stayed in Jerusalem after Pentecost, mm -hmm. they stayed there because they wanted to be part of this great renewal uh -huh. taking place. And so they inherited all of this from the other brethren. See, they inherited lands and so yes. forth. They, yes. you, it was the other person's lands and houses. But see, Barnabas, he sold a piece of land. They inherited what belonged to, what was given to other people, was distributed to them. Yes. Amen. In Luke chapter 18, 
Verse 29 and 30, same passage, the same incident. Uh, verse 28 says, Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all, and follow thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come life everlasting. So th those, that's a worthy consideration. The disciples had left everything. That's right. Amen. We only know Peter was married by like he had a mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So far as what they had, mm -hmm. he says, "Well, they were fishermen, but see, nothing's made missing because they did, in fact, forsake all." That's right. That's right. Yeah, we have an example in Abraham of that. He he had to go out. Now look, God made him rich. He 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 he's the one that God. He, Abraham knew it. Abraham didn't didn't trust in his riches. He trusted in God. Yeah. Well, I had some other thoughts relating to eternal life. And again, to my question, mm -hmm. what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this is part of it, to leave everything. If there's anything that stands between me right. and serving God yes. and following Jesus Christ, then I need to get rid of that and follow Christ. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. And for different people, it'll be different things. Yeah. But... Uh, the key is to forsake everything and follow Christ. Yes. 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 So I was thinking about uh, the question of who, who will inherit. Well, in this passage, those who forsake all and follow him. I mean, yes. if family relations, friends, wealth, houses. There's, uh, in Revelation 21.7, it talks about uh, those who will inherit. Now, there's different passages talk about inheritance. Different passages say that uh, eternal life is a gift from God. Yeah. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Also talks about it, it is a, uh, it's a promise of eternal life. It's a blessing. It's an inheritance. And uh, Romans 21. Mm -hmm. 7, he that overcometh. Yes. shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Amen. So when we talk about inheriting eternal life, you don't just, if you have an inheritance, you don't just inherit part of it. I mean, the whole thing, in, inherit the kingdom of God, all the... Uh, talk about riches. <laughs> so when I'm speaking about inheriting eternal life, uh -huh. it, it's talking about all of the inheritance. Yeah. But if you don't have eternal life... If you're not going to have, inherit eternal life, you won't inherit the other things either. Yeah. So, uh, mm, very good. So, look at uh, the. Uh, it indicates that you have to be righteous to inherit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once again, I've taken so many notes and I uh, <laughs> didn't uh, narrow it down. But the Bible indicates that you have to be righteous to yes. inherit eternal life. Yes, amen. And uh, so the question is, how do you become righteous? Mm -hmm. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. I think that's in Romans chapter 2 or 3. And I'll flip there and find it because it's... Uh, uh, 
uh, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Yeah. So if you have to be righteous to inherit and nobody's righteous, then who's going to inherit? Well, the, what I'd like to explain to you is that this righteousness has to be, it can't be my righteousness because it says I'm not righteous. But it's a righteousness that's given to me. It's an imputed righteousness. And this has, to, has everything to do with the gospel. Because Christ came to save sinners. And the passage in 1 Corinthians, uh, I think it's my favorite passage, 2 Corinthians 5.21, speaking of God the Father, He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. And there's a, an exchange where He takes my sin and gives me His righteousness. Yeah. So it's, it's not my righteousness, it's His righteousness. Yeah. In uh, Philippians chapter 3, it's uh, talking about the righteousness of Christ. And starting in Philippians 3, verse 7, Paul goes through his history of uh, all of his uh, rich heritage of being a Pharisee and being a Hebrew and all these things. Verse 7, But what things were gained to me, those things I counted loss for Christ. So he was giving up everything for the sake of Christ. Yeah, that takes us Second Corinthians 5, 21. Mm-hmm that we might be made yeah. the righteousness of God in Him. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Amen. And then Romans 3.22, it says, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, we would say, in Christ Jesus. Yes. Or the faith of Christ. It's the same faith. But, but see, we trust in Christ, and so God imputes unto us His own righteousness. Yeah. Because... He says he won't accept another righteousness. No. There is no other righteousness that he will accept. You know, he says, my glory will I not give to another. So in order for you to have the glory of God, you're going to have to have his righteousness, which is yeah. what Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Yes. Peter said... Uh, this, but this one other thing. Mm-hmm. This, for example, through this 521... Mm-hmm interprets for you what impute righteousness means. It yes. doesn't mean he considers you righteous. Yeah, yeah, amen. That's right. He, he makes, makes you, you righteous. Right. There's a difference. There's a big difference. But I think most people think that he considers them righteous. Well, yeah, that's right. He makes you righteous. Right. It's not a pretend righteousness. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Brother Marty. I wanted to say a couple of words about eternal life, too, mm-hmm. because it kind of goes along with what Brother Robert and Brother Gibbon were just saying. We we don't get eternal life as kind of like a reward, it's, you know, okay. an, an obligation from God because we've done something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obvious. We have eternal life because we're in Christ and He's in us. Mm-hmm. It comes with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I know there's a perception among some that, that if we if we just believe in God, that's the way to eternal life. Well, no, that's kind of the flip side. That's 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 the wrong way of looking at it. It's if He chooses us, He will give us eternal life. There's nothing we can do. And and this the issue of the young ruler here. Jesus answers the the young man in a way that He knows 
the young man will not be able to uh, accept. Those words, he knows, even before the young man says and, and goes on his way, he knows what the result will be. And so, right there, the Lord is not talking about how we receive eternal life. When we've got eternal life, we're in Christ and He's in us, then we will be provoked to lose all of these things. All of these things that Jesus mentioned, you've got to forsake this and that and all your earthly things uh, and, and put your affections on things above and not in the earth. And those things just come. But yes. he couldn't say that to the young ruler. The young ruler wouldn't, wouldn't understand that. So the, the, these are the words that, um, that the Lord tells him. If, he knows that that young man is going to go away. He could have given him could have given for him to believe right there and right then if the Lord had, uh, had determined that's what he wanted to do. If he you, didn't because the young man didn't have the heart. No. If you have eternal life, then all these other things, they can't even compare to the inheritance that we have. Yeah, eternal, eternal life means that you'll, the life is reciprocity, is being mm -hmm. able to respond. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you move, leave this world, you'll survive and have response to God mm -hmm. in the world. It, that's eternal life, is life that exists on the other side, and yes. ultimately mm -hmm. it, it exists on the other side, it begins here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But people that don't have eternal life will have absolutely not one single favorable response to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not one single thought mm -hmm. that's Godward. They'll not survive. They'll not have life on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sister June? I particularly like the, the same account that you started there with in Matthew from the book of Mark. And when Jesus told him all the things that he would have to do, mm -hmm. and he says, well, I've done all of this from my youth. Mm -hmm. It said, uh, then Jesus, beholding him, loved, loved him. him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, yeah. the others don't record that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that is a very tender thing. Jesus yeah. beheld him, and he loved him. And he said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Mm -hmm. So he addressed what he lacked. Yeah. And, then, and then extended mm -hmm. an invitation. Not everybody was extended that yeah. invitation that that young ruler mm -hmm. received from the Lord. You know, some people would, would have said to the young man, but that's not enough. But that's not what Jesus said. Uh -huh. He didn't, technically that was true, but that's not what Jesus said. Uh -huh. Isn't that interesting? That's right. Yeah. Jesus wanted him. Yeah. He loved him. His response. See, because it was commendable. Mm -hmm. What he'd done in, in his devotion to keep the commandments that was good. There wasn't anything wrong with that, but it wasn't sufficient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now, Jesus does give, give him an answer. This is what he had to do, uh -huh. right? I mean, he, did, he Jesus wasn't kidding. Jesus wasn't like, well, you know, I know I'm going to ask you to do something, but you don't really have to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to give you eternal life anyway. That is what Jesus said. He told him something yes. to do. Now, it, you say, well, technically, behind the scenes, this was all worked out in heaven. But this, this is not the way Jesus presented yeah. it. There was something, this man asked a question, Jesus gave him the answer. 
And I just want to just believe that. Yeah. 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 I think the most important thing was follow me. He says, give up all these things and follow me. That, that's the key. You can give up all these things, but it's not going to do it. You've got to yes. give up these yeah. things, but follow me. Yes. Brother Justin? Ultimately, the man didn't believe Jesus. <clears throat> Ultimately. Jesus says, he says, verily, verily, this yes. is assuredly, mm-hmm. I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Yeah. Hath it. So if a person doesn't have eternal life, they don't. When it really comes down to it, they don't believe Jesus. Yes. So yes. here we have a confrontation of the two covenants. Here, mm-hmm. this man had the righteousness which is by the law. Yeah, that's right. Which was not sufficient. That's right. He needed the righteousness that mm-hmm. comes from God by mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Amen. Did he? Jesus didn't address that man like Moses would have addressed. Him. Yeah, that's right. He cast the matter into the lap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the whole disposing there was on the Lord, but he made he's mm-hmm. the one that had to make he it wasn't he had to choose whether to obey or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. that's what he was choosing. He wasn't yeah. choosing whether to have eternal life or not. Uh-huh. He yeah. was choosing whether to obey or yes, not. That's yeah. And he chose to disobey. Yeah. yeah. But that, Jesus cast that in his lap. He's the one that yeah. had to make this, this choice. Yeah. Yep. I point out in Mark ten twenty one, most versions leave out this phrase, take up the cross. Yeah. He, he said, one thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, yeah. and follow me. He told him two things to do, didn't he? Two. Yeah. Sell and give. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, back to Philippians chapter 3. This has to do with uh, how to become righteous, mm-hmm. which is related to eternal life. Mm-hmm. So, Paul says, What things were gained to me, these I counted lost for Christ. Philippians 3 7 through 9. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, uh-huh. for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, yeah. which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, yes. the righteousness which is of God by faith. Amen. And to have eternal life, you have to be righteous. Yes. If you're not righteous, you won't inherit right. eternal life. There's a lot of scriptures. So we could go through those. But, uh, now, Paul is the only one that spilled this out. Yeah, right. He's our apostle, apostle of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Spilled it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of uh, passages that talk about the Resurrection being an inheritance, an eternal life, inheriting eternal life. And uh, to inherit, you have to be, you have to meet the conditions of the person who's uh, leaving this stuff in the, yeah. in the will. Yeah. Yeah, you did what you receive, mm-hmm. what you receive here is a down payment. It's That's not right. the whole. Amen. So Amen. inherit means you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But down in His grace gives you a sampling of it 
Well, you're still here. Amen. But to Thank inherit, <laughs> you have to. You have to be a son to inherit. Yeah. Uh-huh. The. Uh, Jesus has had everything given to him, all power in heaven and earth, and all things were given unto unto him. But to uh, it says that we are heirs and co-heirs of Christ. And uh, so I would like to talk about how to become a son of God, because that is intimately related with. having eternal life. In John chapter 1, it says in verse 10 that he came into the world, he came into his own, and his own received him not. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And to become a son, Mm -hmm. this is related to the new birth. We're born again. Our our old nature, we can't inherit eternal life. The Mm -hmm. flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And so in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, it talks about being made the righteousness of God. There has to be a change that has to happen, a transformation. Amen. And that's related to the new birth, to be a son of God. Now, it, uh, it talks about in Romans, about how we have the Spirit of God bearing witness with us that we are the sons of God. Right. And we have received a spirit of adoption. So we're adopted as sons uh, Romans eight fourteen mm-hmm. through 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Right. For you have not yet received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Mm-hmm. And of children, then heirs, mm-hmm. heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with glorified together. So in order to inherit eternal life, you have to be a, a son of God, a child of God. There's a lot of people who won't inherit. But if we are born again, we are a, a new person, a new creature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a new man. Mm-hmm. So what's what's happening is the change is happening to us mm-hmm. every day while we're alive on this earth. Mm-hmm. We're being transformed, and it may not be uh, may not be easy to to see if you're looking at yourself day by day. Maybe other people can see it, but there's a change that happens. If you were led by the Spirit, if you're born again, and you're a son of God, this change is happening, a transformation from inside out, not outside in. You can, the way people usually do it is they try to change the way they live. Well, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, well, that's all well and good, but 
the change is something not something I do. It's something God does in me. I participate with that, but it changes from the inside out, and that is related to being. Yeah, the other way is what Paul called will worship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's at least two ways to look at this, what you just said. Now, see, from heaven, God's made determinations. He's chosen, he's elected, he's predestinated, right? Yeah. All that's true. That's God's perspective of what he's going to do. On earth, men men believe, right? We are yes. given to believe, right? But but they are really the ones doing the believing, are they, yeah. They're involved in it. Now, does right. that mean they're working for their salvation? No, they're working because they're saved. Right. See, this is, this is all, it's all the same salvation, but it's, it's the working out of salvation uh, in the earth. Uh, it may appear to look different than what it, God's determined it all. Now, at the same time, yeah. to prove this, that we're involved in it, he'll say, hold fast, right? He'll give you all these exhortations because if you don't keep the faith, then you could become a reprobate. Wait a minute, is that it's not even possible? Some people don't even think that's possible. They don't think that that you could you could cast off salvation. You could you could end up in the end not being admitted into glory because you did not you you didn't follow him. You didn't lay down your life. You didn't take up your cross. You say, well, well, that just proves that God was never good. Well, now Judas was an apostle. He really was. Yeah. But see, he was a reprobate. And so they had to get a, a, choose another one to take yeah. his place. Now, that's serious stuff. And so this is, you know, uh, I think we're all talking about the same thing. You know, the, 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 from God's perspective, it, 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 it appears slightly different than, than man's responsibility. But there is a responsibility to live by faith, to walk by faith. And I don't think any of us would deny that. We have to keep the faith, right? And yes. Now, but our keeping of the faith, is that what saves us? Well, it all depends on how you look at it. See, from God's perspective, he's, he's determined that. But see, we're involved in that. And that's... That's um, that's the part of working out our own salvation. Perspective, I fear, is being lost in our generation. It's like, do you, any, God will love you no matter what you do. That's just a lie. That's just not true. I mean, in Judas, you can look at him and you can see that. That's not true. Yeah. So in other words, you can get yourself into a perilous situation if you don't keep the faith and walk in the Spirit. You'll be unpleasing to God. You'll lose the thing that he has given you. Yes. yes the, sister. People that, the people that are told about God's determination are the people that are engaged in believing and doing the yes. will of God. Amen. That is not a general message. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Peter right. didn't say squat about that at Pentecost. Paul said nothing about that at Athens. People that are unbelievers aren't told that. That's right. Yeah. And people that are people that are sloppy in their spiritual lives, they aren't told that either. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. See, God's determinations yeah. are made known, and if they're not, God doesn't make determinations that don't prove true. Amen. Yes. Sister June? Yeah, Jesus addressed this to the scribes and the Pharisees. He says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, Mm -hmm. but within they are full of extortion and excess. Mm -hmm. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that Mm -hmm. which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Now that's that's the principle there. 
until we are made clean inside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We won't be clean outside. Yeah. Yeah. We may give an appearance mm -hmm. of cleanness, but it'll show up. Corruption will show up in, in areas that may or may not be evident to others. Yes, amen. But until we're cleansed inside, <clears throat> we're full of, of mm -hmm. every, it, it, we're darkness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, what Brother Gibbons said is absolutely true. See, the, the, what I meant by what I said about it, it may appear different on the earth. People may have looked at Judas and said, see, he's just like all the others, but he wasn't just like all the others. God had determined him for something, right? He had made a determination about Judas. In fact, Jesus says one of he he chose the one that would betray him. But, but so but see the, the betrayal of Jesus was something Peter was laid in his lap because he's the one that did it. Yeah. See Judas was chosen to betray him. That's right. He wasn't chosen to a salvation. He was chosen to betray him. That's right. Yeah. But at the same time Judas can't say, well see, I there's nothing I can do about it. You can't judge me then because Peter goes over this in Romans. You you can't judge me because you determined me to do that. But Judas betrayed him. Yes. See, he's going to be judged for what he did. Yeah. I mean, uh, Paul. I think Paul addresses that adequately in Romans. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Thank you for getting me back on track. I take you to Hebrews chapter twelve, mm -hmm. verse fifteen through seventeen. And so the question is, if you have an inheritance, is it possible you could lose your inheritance? Mm -hmm. And this, uh, Hebrews twelve, fifteen, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled, mm -hmm. lest there be any fornicator or profane person, mm -hmm. yeah. as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Uh -huh. yeah. For you know that how afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. Yeah. For he found no place of repentance, so he sought it carefully with tears. There's an indication that if you... Uh, well, Esau had the birthright. He was, uh, he was the firstborn son. Yes. But he, he didn't think it was worth much, so he traded away for some food. And this has everything to do with the value you place on eternal things. If we value eternal life, we're not going to let anything get in the way. That's right. So if, if something that... Well, this world is all going to burn up. That's right. If you look at it that way. Things in this world, they can't get in the way of our inheritance. Mm -hmm. And here, Esau didn't value... The uh, oh. Abraham thought it was very important, mm -hmm. and uh, Isaac thought it was very important, but Esau didn't, yeah. so he didn't value it, and so he traded it. And when it was time to inherit, then he was rejected. There's uh, so I think it's possible, according to the, this passage, that. It, you could have an inheritance and then lose it because mm -hmm. you disqualified yourself. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it was because he didn't value it and he traded it for something that wasn't important. 
Yeah, I, I think it's dangerous to deny both perspectives. I think it's dangerous to say, well, God didn't really determine this at all. And I think it's dangerous to say it doesn't make any difference what we do because we're saved anyway. Yeah. Those are dangerous. You get, we have to acknowledge yeah. that God's in control, and yet he's, made, he's involved us in the working out of it. Now, I think that's a, that's a valid perspective that is healthy yeah. for spiritual life. Yeah, yeah, Paul said that in every house... Yeah. There's honorable vessels yeah. and there's dishonorable vessels. Uh -huh. And every yeah. in God's house there is. That's right. Yeah. There's honorable vessels and dis there's vessels you eat out of and there's vessels that are garbage cans. That's right. In yeah. every house. That's right. In God's house there are. Yeah. So garbage cans can't say we're in the house, you know, where they have each other. There's garbage cans that they God chose them too. That's right. For yeah. another purpose. That's right. Yeah. That's why you can't guess it whether you have eternal life or not. You can't guess it. Mm -hmm. yeah. These things that I write unto you that you might know you have eternal That's life. Right, yeah. What did he write? He didn't write about the election. Uh -huh. He wrote about the signs of it. That's right. Amen. Yeah, this, you mentioned the inheritance. The in, Anyone who has inheritance, they don't own it. Yeah, that's right. Until it is actually given. That's right. Amen. We have an inheritance, but mm -hmm. we have not possessed it yet. Yeah. yeah. So you cannot presume upon inheritance. Yeah. yeah. And it's always at the pleasure of the one who is giving the inheritance. I was reading, uh, looking up about inheritance and uh, in... Um, the history of the children of Israel, they were wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. And then finally, Joshua took them into the land. But they, and they had an inheritance, but they had to go take the inheritance. It wasn't just... Uh, now, that's, this is just talking about the, the land that they were inherited. But uh, I was struck by... They had to go take their inheritance. Uh, I don't have any scriptures references. I mean, there's a, probably 30, 40 different references to an inherit or inheritance mm -hmm. involving things in this world. And for Israel, the land of Israel. Mm -hmm. But they had to go get it. Yeah, amen. But, so we have an inheritance. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you all to go get it. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In the earth, you have to die to get an inheritance. It's the same in the, it's the, same in the Lord. You have to be dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Amen. So yeah. you have to be dead to the world to get, right. to, to get a sample of the inheritance. And to mm -hmm. get the whole inheritance, you got to die. Yes, yeah. amen. But you can't assume you got it. Yes, amen. So the, uh, the whole thing about eternal life, the hope of eternal life and the hope of a resurrection... This are similar. Yes. That's right. Uh, the uh, if you're connected to Christ, mm -hmm. yeah. then you have life. Yes. If you're in the vine, right. attached to the vine, Amen. you have life. That's in John chapter uh, 15. Mm -hmm. Christ is the one that has the life. You're connected to Him. You have life because of Him. Yes. And so the life actually starts now. Mm -hmm. So even if my body dies. I, I know I have eternal life now mm -hmm. because I'm connected to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Justin and then Brother Given. Yeah, this 
inheritance. You know, when a when a wealthy person on the earth dies, he doesn't just take his inheritance and distribute it to random strangers. Right. It, it's to the family. Mm-hmm. Right. It's to the family. So we're, we're part of the household of God. We're sons of God. We're we're in the house with with the Lord, and the the inheritance belongs to us. Yes, and back to Romans eight seventeen. If we're children, then heirs, yes. heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. So God has given everything to Christ. Mm-hmm. Everything. If we're children. If. There's a lot of if statements. That's yeah. the thing that's in question. Right Amen. Now. Yeah. It's, being tra- it's being tested now. That's right. So Christ, Christ has everything. If we, we are made joint heirs. We don't inherit separately apart from Christ. That's, a, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's passionately interesting that hardly anything in the professed church is being said, taught, expounded about eternal life. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brother Marty? I wanted to read John 6, 40. He said, uh, this is Jesus speaking to the, to the multitudes. He says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him mm-hmm. may have everlasting life. Yeah. And I will raise him up at the last day. Yeah. See, now when you lay that next to the story of the rich young man, it's, it, it's quite different. And that's because I believe that the, rich, the, the, the occasion of the rich young man uh, is a different message. It's it's not an exposition of how we get etern- uh, eternal life. It's it's more of an explanation of the kinds of responses that the words of the gospel will have on people. And in this case, you know, this particular rich man, there was a particular response, and it's 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 very very clever how uh, how that is put together, but it. It's it's uh, it's very different from John six forty, and I, I think that in and of itself is a is a, is a good would be a good study for you know for Bibles. Well, the rich young ruler evidently didn't believe, uh-huh. or he would have been willing to to do what Jesus asked. Yeah, no, that's right. yeah, in, that's in the world, there's a way you know whether somebody's alive or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're comatose. Mm-hmm. They're not advancing toward life. Yeah. If there's a, if there's no activity, there's no life. Yeah. Well, it's the same in the spirit. That's right. That's why all of these tests, the ifs, so the tests are whether there's some evidence of the life. Amen. Yeah. That's how you know that you got the evidence of the mm-hmm. life. Yes. Because you can't you can't emulate this life. You can't. You can't pretend you got it. Either you yeah, do yeah. or you don't, and yeah. how you live tells you whether you do. Amen. Amen. Right. Brother Justin. You can't believe Jesus and not obey him. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So you've got to change the definition of believe. Yeah. See, the T said you got to change what believe is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very good. Well, once again, you made the class better than I ever would have. <laughs> and I appreciate all your... All your uh, input. Yes, amen. Just a question for whoever's watching this. What do you have to do to inherit eternal life? Yeah. And the answer is, it's Christ 
is the one who has eternal life. And it's, an, it's a gift of God. It's an inheritance that you inherit. And to be part of the inheritance, you have to be in Christ. You have to be made a son. You have, you have to be an heir or a joint heir with Christ. God has given everything into his hand. Christ has life in and of himself. If you're connected to Christ, you have life. If you don't have, if you are not connected to Christ, you don't have life. That's where our life is. Amen. And the life starts now mm-hmm. and continues on forever. There has to be a transformation. You have to be made righteous to have eternal life. You have to be righteous. I'm not righteous, but Christ has made me righteous by his sacrifice on the cross, taking my sins away and making me righteous. And now the things I do by faith, I live by faith, those things are righteous. I'm doing righteousness. And I encourage all of you to consider faith in Christ and how this is going to impact eternal life. Amen. The things that we have, God gives to us, and how we use those, that has a direct impact on eternal life. Amen. Brother Justin. It's an, it's an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away. Mm-hmm. And see, Jesus was offering this man a deal. It, to this very day, he, well, we don't know if he came back to the Lord or not, but if, he, but if he didn't, to this very day, he would have had this. Eternal life. But see, looking back on it now, was it worth it? So we have to ask ourselves, is, is there anything in this world that's worth holding on to we're going to have to give up anyway? N- answer is no. <laughs> You'd all agree with me on that. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. This is, a, this is great. Well, let's pray for our meal we're getting ready to partake of. And uh, Lord, we thank you for letting us be here together, studying your word. And Lord, we ask for increase in our faith in Christ. And thank you for everlasting life that we have through him. Thank you for all the blessings that you have for us to inherit. And Lord, we ask that you'd give us strength to make it through this life and follow Christ so we can inherit the blessings you have for us. Help us not to get sidetracked. Help us to determine to follow you no matter the cost, even if it means giving up things that might seem to be precious to us in this life. Lord, there's nothing that we want to hinder us. We don't want to have possessions or anything that takes the place of you. And Lord, we dedicate ourselves to following you all the way to glory. And we ask for a blessing on our food and our conversation. And I ask for a blessing on Brother Given. Help continue speeding his healing, and I'm thankful for the progress I've seen. Lord, we ask that you would knit us together as a body of believers in love and unity and peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.